Good morning, everyone. Wake up, get a shower, get your breakfast, get your Ray Palpatine. I don't care if you watched an episode nine and said that it's Ray Skywalker. Go fuck yourself. It's Ray Palpatine. Yeah, don't the butcher the fucking story like that anymore. Today, <laughs> <laughs> the theme is race. <laughs> That's why As always, we started with Ray, of course. Nerdy subject. Yes, but before we get into the theme, uh, into the theme of today's podcast, um, we have a new new segment of Nathan's uh, Nerd Hour. Yes, if you don't mind, of course. Of They're course. They're always very interesting, and as usual, I did. I tried to l- read like only the summary so that I don't uh. spoil everything for myself. Yeah. Since the last episode, I spoiled everything for myself. I couldn't even do a proper intro. You were falling asleep, man. No, I'm joking. <laughs> he wasn't. No, it wasn't falling was asleep, captivated. but the, the the like his his speech was kind of. S- too deep for me to actually think about something silly mm. so this time i was like oh. no 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 I, I i'm not spoiling myself I see. i'm just gonna wait till i see it myself during the podcast mm. so that to not ruin the intro i charmed <laughs> you okay yes. so uh yeah this is another interview episode so with it comes nerd hour with nathan um basically we want to have a theme for the whole episode so that we know which direction we're going to go in so um let's get into it uh today's podcast is about two different concepts with an analogy uh, between people and physics. Um, so the first one is momentum. The second one is potential energy. Um, so I'm just going to introduce those concepts. So first, uh, momentum. Momentum is this thing in physics where if you have an object moving forwards at a certain speed, it carries with it some amount of energy. Similarly, because in life you sometimes have slow periods where not much happens and you just have to keep doing what you're doing, Sometimes uh, you get times when life moves fast and you're being pushed in new directions. Those are the times when you're on the efficient frontier and you either push yourself hard or you're using your creativity or maybe you're making, just making the right moves over and over in life. Just like um, the objects moving in a certain speed, uh, I think that's what momentum feels like in life. And the energy of the object can be very literal when it's happening to you. Um, human brains are made to thrive in positions of efficiency in the face of the unknown. Uh, that's why the emotions get so uh, um, get so uh, they, they tend to get stronger. The stakes come higher. The problem with it is that timeless quote from Superman: uh, "With great power comes great responsibility." What? Wait, whoa! That, that's that's Uncle Ben. That's Uncle Ben? All right. It's Uncle Ben from Spider-Man, dude. <laughs> Uncle Ben from Spider-Man? Shit. Yes. I'm, see, he's the he's a comic oh. book nerd. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I feel offended now. So that's a quote from him. With great power comes great responsibility. And what that means here is that often in life, when your momentum grows, when you get opportunities and you do things right, when even sometimes it feels like your life is accelerating, that's when you start playing a higher and higher stakes game. You start being confronted with big decisions. You start getting into bad, stressful situations as well. And there's this other quote I like uh, that explains this. The higher up the mountain, the more treacherous the path. Life tests you. So that's force. Um, The other one is, well, let's move on to the other one. The other one is momentum. And Wait, I'm getting confused. That was momentum. Okay, that was momentum. The second one is potential energy. Uh, in physics, potential energy, uh, best example is a man holding a bow. Imagine you're holding a bow loaded with an arrow and you already pulled the string back. It's ready to shoot. The bow actually has what you call potential energy because you didn't shoot yet. 
if you release the string, you've got a deadly force pushing forwards, but right now it's all potential. Now, what I'm going to tell you that is, well, obviously people have potential as well. And just like a bow, they can either hit the center of an Olympic target at a world championship or accidentally kill your brother um, during a hunting trip or something. People can be hyperproductive. Uh, they can have huge IQs. They can, uh, and definitely that can be a tool for good or bad. Um, but what people don't think so often about, and what I've seen time and time again is, uh, to say with the bow analogy, what happens if you don't release a string? A lot of people that I know are amazingly smart people who don't use their intelligence fully. They waste time, self-sabotage, watch anime and Netflix all the time, and I think they suffer a lot from it. I see that. I mean, damn it, like, I'm guilty of that myself, wasting time, uh, uh, feeling bad about myself. I think most people know they can do better. Fear of missing out is one thing. And fear of missing out on being your full self, that's what I'm talking about. Our guest today seems to have both energy and momentum. Let's just let's just sink in for a moment. On just think moment. about this on you know, on the momentum, <laughs> on the on the internal like inner yeah, energy. So let's meditate on this. Just you know. And also now I realized this uh, this was a mistake. I should have actually read it. Don't ask you to tell this before. Uh-huh. So that you never make a mistake about Uncle Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, proofreading. Every time we do a Marvel reference. Anyways, um, enough of this. <laughs> enough of the silly Marvel. And to get to the main topic of today's inter- of today's interview, our guest yet again another amazing guest. If if I shall call you that, Ray, uh, graduate from TU Delft, bachelor in molecular science. In fact, the youngest uh, graduate from from molecular science in TU Delft, but. To be honest, I don't want to give like this generic interview of, uh, ah, sorry, this generic introduction of the facts that everyone can just Google and find out. So I want, Ray, you to describe yourself kind of, you know, like the way that you, you think, how do you think about yourself or like, how can you imagine yourself? So it's just, how, you imagine? How, would you, how would you introduce yourself as a human being? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's actually a really tricky one because I feel like every time oh, shit, someone asks you that when you meet new people, you're like stressing out, oh, what the fuck should I say? You know what I mean? But I guess right now I have to find myself a little bit better. So I could say like I'm deeply passionate about chemistry and programming, I think. And I want to combine those two concepts. Mm. Yeah, and I'm... Starting off, I know it's a hard question, question man. Like, I'm, I'm so sorry. We actually, before the interview, we made sure to, to let him know that we're not going to give any tricky questions. We just start off with a that was a trick. One. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, I see what you mean, man. We didn't uh, think it would be this hard. No, though. I see what you mean, man. I mean, I think myself, like, uh, mm-hmm. that, uh, I'm trying to get into neuroscience and, and to uh, bring back uh, biological concepts to programming as well. So I kind of empathize with you, and I see like the 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 drive to also make something that's not very commonly done it's kind of feeling like an adventure that you're creating something new. And, and I guess what you're saying yeah. is that you're pushing in a new direction mm-hmm. and that's what's giving purpose to your life. Does that sound good? Yeah, for, for sure. I, I also think that in general, when people just program or they just code, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think coding in itself is like, it's not, it's, a, it's not a goal in itself, right? It's always a medium for you to express your thoughts or your passion in some way. So yeah. All right, so, I I love uh-huh. seeing people that have like passions and then 
translate that into something people can use using code. Man. Why are you laughing so hard, man? Is this so I just <laughs> found out I just found out that our guest literally thinks the same things as me. Damn. Um, <laughs> but we lived a different life, so this is gonna be interesting. Um Okay, well, that's really cool. Um, well, that <laughs> that, that sounds like a good introduction. introduction. Yeah. Uh, well, the the idea of like having this, you know, two diff two completely different like um, you know, subjects, if you call them, um, and like two environments and trying to combine them, that's actually you you need to be like really passionate about it to to you know like not not just you know dream about doing it, but like actually making steps towards it. Oh, you need to have passion at all, and some people don't. Yeah, exactly. I haven't found it yet. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think a lot of people in universities do struggle with that because you just go to university, you go to classes, you have the specific road that you like routine that you mm -hmm. need to take, the specific exams, the specific things that you need to know at the end of the at the end of your uh, studies, and you know it, it just ends up there. It just ends there. So a lot of people think like, yeah, my my degree just ends here. My knowledge should right. end here. This is all we want to know. But um, from at least the interview that we that we read, because we made a little bit of research, of course, on Ray. <laughs> we, uh, it seems like Ray has a completely different opinion on like uh, how the universities treat like um, treat the subjects or like how it's being taught in them. So what would you say about like Ray? <laughs> would el elaborate on that? I mean, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think first of all, I'm I'm glad that you say that because I actually think uni it felt like a really scary place. It felt sort of like the place where like kids get turned into like these programmed adults, and then mm -hmm. once you're like out of there, there's like no way back. You know what I mean? Then you're like this sort of really stuck up adult that cannot grow anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you know part of it is like. Indeed, if you set the route for someone beforehand, then you take away like 80% of the learning, you know what I mean? Like 80% of the learning is also finding the problem and like, why should you care about this problem? What does this problem mean to you? Hmm. By maybe to give like a concrete example, like hmm. I literally had, I think some course, it was catalysis or something. It's about uh, how you can alter chemical reactions so they use up like less energy, for example, to make a certain product. Mm -hmm. And the first year I took it, I got like a four or something or like a three because I just couldn't get myself to like study for this. Like it was, you know what I mean? There was no internal motivation whatsoever. Mm. But then like the next year, I was sort of thinking this whole climate change thing through more clearly. And I thought basically our climate change problem is just a catalyst problem right because right now we have like dumb inefficient processes that use a lot of energy that gets uh produced by co2 emitting mm -hmm. energy sources mm -hmm. so if we make better catalysts we have like less co2 emissions mm -hmm. problem sort of solved i guess Shit. so then i became like super internally motivated <laughs> because i saw like whoa this is something i care about i want to solve so I literally need to know this knowledge in order to obtain that. And then yeah. I get like a nine or like a good grade. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. So, okay. Yeah. That's a really important thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, yeah. So to summarize what you're saying, I think it's just like you found something interesting and you just learned about it because you found, you yeah. realized why it's interesting for you. You make sure to find purpose in it, but, yeah. uh, or, I mean, you ended up finding purpose mm -hmm. in it, but I guess uh, what you're saying about university is that, uh, is that, 
it pretends to be the growing part of your life when instead it's your whole life that should be that way. And it takes mm-hmm. away yeah. your choice of, I mean, it, it takes away your own drive mm-hmm. of getting to uh, answers via learning, by yeah. uh, giving you the answers and then giving you the problem. I mean, maybe this is this is the reason because like a lot of a lot of famous people, at least like um, people who have uh, <coughs> grown themselves, for example, like mm. uh, Zuckerberg or even Bill Gates. Uh, yeah, bringing bringing the cliche examples, but the idea is that every one of them is saying that you know university is useless. Everyone mm. dropped out and they did whatever they wanted to do and what actually interested them to doing. Mm. So yeah, when you think about it, yeah, university puts you in this specific road. But there are also people who are not really that passionate about their future. They don't really know what their future is going to be like, and they come into the university tr- thinking that they're going to find it there. I'm um, gonna like um, I myself did yeah. the exact same thing. So it's like I came here thinking that I'm finding the road, but then realized, hey, I don't really like this. But I'm not really like I'm not 100 sure if I'm going to be doing this in like 20 or 10 years, like what I'm studying. So mm. I feel like university to some extent is is right for people. Or mm-hmm. the people who are at least looking for something to study, yeah. So they need to have like a specific road, like they need to have specific subjects, uh, you know, chosen for them to yeah. be like, this is the things that are that are going to be in your thing. Mm-hmm. But I guess not every, not for every, per- not for every people that that applies because then we have people like Ray who just don't really think that's really what they're they're looking for. Yeah. And by the way, when I rephrase what But you're saying, uh, please like correct me if I'm saying something wrong or misrepresenting. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, maybe to follow up on that, I think mm-hmm. I- indeed there are like loads of different people, right? Like every individual is different. Yeah. But maybe to s- say like two points, because I had like loads of discussions about this back in Delft. But mm-hmm. um, so First off, let's take this person that knows pretty well what he wants to do, right? He's like, ah, civil engineering, that sounds great to me. I could see myself doing that. So why do I go to uni? It's because they present this efficient plan, right, for you to learn that instead of sort of finding out, um, oh, I need calculus for this, of, oh, I need mm. experience yeah. knowing what you need in that field so they can It's just a more efficient route for you that way. Mm-hmm. And of course, that statement holds true, but it's really more of a question like, what are the essential values in our society, right? Clearly, we sort of value this efficiency thing more over the right of self-exploration, mm-hmm. you know? And I think when you, when you self-explore, indeed, you find more purpose, you find more meaning in it. And therefore, I think, in the long term, you will become a way more powerful civil engineer, right? Because um, you actually looked it up for yourself. You were more passionate about it. So you were you're going deeper into it. You're like self-empowered, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, again, there's no true answer, right? There's just like different standpoints where do you value I efficiency just, more or self-empowerment. Yeah. I feel like the, the university plan and everything was chosen to fit like the average human So like for, for the average 18-year-old who just graduated high school and is going to university, just trying to find mm-hmm. out what they want to do. Yeah. But uh, at the same time... Uh, well, that, that, that doesn't make sense, right? Because why do we yeah. have such specialized courses like, mm. like computer science or applied psychology for people who don't know themselves and don't know what they want to do? That doesn't really make sense, does it? That, well, that's true. Kind and of. you did yeah, join at, think about it. <laughs> and you did join at 15. 
but I think <laughs> to roast you a little bit. But <laughs> but at the same time, like I th I think even if you're 18, it's still hard. Uh, 18 or 19 or 20, it's still hard to uh, to actually. It's hard to imagine until you're actually there. And uh, and it I, is I, yeah. One thing I would one thing I think about that, and actually I think about that right now is mm -hmm. is just that there's not much. Like actually, when you're a kid, if you want to do like, uh, if your dream is to like build bridges, mm -hmm. you can easily like uh, land a little temporary job there, and they show you the they show you what it's like for like a week or something. Mm -hmm. But I don't see much of that kind of culture with the high education jobs, like lawyer or engineer or whatever. There's not really programs where they take the smart kids and bring them to smart jobs and show them what it's like. Yeah, I think so. I mean, and all of that is part of it's creating your personal story, I think, instead of having the shared yeah. story of going through university. Mm. But then for some people, it's uh, like they find comfort in the in the group dynamic, the yeah. being part of something, you know? Yeah, I actually know a guy who is sort of working on an educational concept like that now. And because mm -hmm. um, I think he told me in Switzerland, actually, that's a way more common thing, right? Like people do apprenticeships a lot. Whereas in the Netherlands, it's really, ah, that's also kind of a weird judgment of our society. Like we think higher or better is like when you think more, you're doing theoretical stuff. And when the moment it's like applied a bit, you know, we mm -hmm. already think of it as less or something, exactly. which yeah. is also kind of a messed up value system. Kind of it is. Yeah, indeed it's. If I, um, I actually have kind of an example for this, especially like when I was coming here to study computer science, um, it's a pretty vague example, I would say, con concerning like comparing like, because um, the person I was talking to, he was an apprentice learning to, you know, fix phones. And I was going to be studying computer science. So when we were discussing with him, um, you know, it, it seemed like I was studying something way like 20 times better than him. He's fixing phones. I'm, it kind of, I won't say 20 times. Maybe it's like on a theoretical level a little bit higher because I get a degree for that. But at the same time, he's also getting specialized in, you know, like phones, how they work mm -hmm. in general. So I'm learning like how the phone works, uh, like how the inside of the phone works, right? And mm -hmm. he learns how the outside of it works. Right. So it's kind of like, if you think about it, computer science itself was also, um, I can't remember the word in English. Um, fuck. You got French, Spanish. Uh, I can say in Armenian, <laughs> but I don't think the Armenian one yeah, will, be the Armenian. will be will be helpful. But uh, so it's something like smithing, like smithing. You know, mm -hmm. it's something oh, like crafting. Yeah, 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 kind of like a craft. Yeah. So computer science could yeah. I would compare it to something like a craft. Mm -hmm. But people just put it in such a high level, like especially in developing countries. When you think like computer science, you have to be a genius to study computer mm -hmm. science. So they think like oh. Not everyone is smart enough for that, and not everyone is smart enough for university. Not yeah. everyone, but, but when you put it like simply, it's just the same. It's a craft as the other one. One you get a, get a diploma, just like a, like a paper mm -hmm. that says that you know it. The other one you just get experience from it. Well, it's definitely true that when you study something theoretical, you tend to feel very disconnected from the ground truth uh, version of it, or what's actually in people's hands at the end. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I see what you mean. I feel like that, that's the thing with universities. You get the paper, you get like what's, you know, it's written that you know computer science, but do you actually, are you actually able to, you know, use it? Are you actually passionate about what you're using it? Yeah, that's the other thing that in university they don't show you, uh, well, they don't show you what, what it ends up being. Yeah. 
I think that's the numbers. Really, that's really hurtful. I think mm. that's hurt hurts a lot of students. But yeah, I think for example in chemistry, it's also kind of hard because like you cannot really visualize processes on nanoscales, yeah, right? Yeah, but sure. th that's also where like digital technologies can disrupt education. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. think about if you had a chemistry lesson in VR. You know what I mean? And you were standing there watching these molecules like react with each other yeah. that would already like alter the experience That'll completely crazy, you yeah. know because uh, yeah. yeah i think there's going to be a breakthrough in 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 um, virtual education i mean there is being added Definitely. like virtual uh, virtual surgeries in, in medical universities at least a friend of mine right. yeah. studies in in bristol uh yeah, medical gets a lot into yeah that. and he get they, they said they have like separate like floors of just vr sets with like their surgeries and everything but <laughs> it's just perfectly copied like the yeah. their nhs like the british uh healthcare and company. you wouldn't think but that's actually cheaper than doing an actual surgery yeah. in front of people yeah because everything is like perfectly copied like every he says that they're they're the you know you know where the pills are you know where the tools are everything is like perfectly copied yeah. as the, as the exact same way it is oh, in, the, yeah. in the surgical room like those simulations they do for airplane so you, you practice well. like you yeah. know where to get what you know what to do what and then you get the surgery yourself and it's just it's it's fucking yeah. insane actually you can learn so much better on that but then also if they learn to do it in vr they learn to do it in vr at distance with those robots you know true yeah that's the thing about medical I think, of course, it, it kind of doesn't give you the, the real life experience, mm. but I feel like it's also, it also uh, allows you to be inside. Because people a lot of times think that VR isn't like going to be too realistic. You feel like, oh, it's VR. I'm not, I, I don't really believe what I see. Yeah. I, it's, it's not going to really be that believable. But then you put on the VR set and you're like, wait, no, that's, that's not how it works. <laughs> My brain does actually think I'm, in, I'm inside of it. Uh -huh. yeah, that's <laughs> My true. brain does actually process <laughs> what's going on. Mm. Yeah, maybe what you're saying is like the social the social adaptation is not caught up with the actual technology yet, yeah. right? Like, mm -hmm. and it never is really. Yeah, but we're getting there, hopefully. But uh, then at the same yeah. time, both of them are just going like forward, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah I don't know if they're faster. getting closer. Yeah, but, uh, which one's going faster? Are, maybe maybe yeah. the technology is going way further than they than both have momentum, but yeah. only. <laughs> <not anyway>. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, anyways. But also maybe to, uh, hmm? Oh, yeah. What I was going to add is like, I don't, you guys probably read that I'm now in this uh, university in Berlin, right? Yeah, yeah. We were, this we're is exactly later. Yeah. what this uni is like based on oh. because like the core concept is like, okay, so you don't have classes, you don't have exams technically, oh. right? Yeah. And then the thing is, you just work on a Um, on a project, project you're okay. probably gonna get like problems you know because you're not god or something mm -hmm. yeah. so you're gonna have problems and then you can take like classes or modules or whatever that can sort of support you in helping those problems oh. and mm. there so you both stimulate people to like have this passion you know and find something that actually interests you plus when you learn something it's always at the exact moment that you know this is what I needed for. Yeah. So you never have this disconnection between, oh, uh -huh. why am I doing this? <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Uh -huh. I think I think there's uh, an opportunity to create something like that for curriculums of universities, like on top. You have something pretty lightweight, but that they do throughout the year and that follows the courses. Then when they finish a course, they, they're like, mm -hmm. okay, now I can do this part of the big thing. Yeah, I, f I feel like you're actually right with the dis when it comes to disconnecting between classes. Yeah. At least to be fair, though, I 
um, uh, studying econometrics, I have felt way yeah. more connection between classes. Like I actually, stu- uh, there's like s- a lot of connection between each class that you study. So oh, there is less theoretical than computer science, I think. It's kind of like yeah. a narrative between the classes or something. Yeah, like it's you're mo- following it's mo- the story. It is. It actually is, and that's that's why I guess I'm I'm getting more interested in like econometrics the more I study than it was in Delft because. Yeah. Uh, in first year of computer science, you were studying one language, and then second quarter, you study something that you completely don't even want to know. Like web programming, I just didn't want to study at all. I, I couldn't pass it because I just didn't want to, not databases, like web programming. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I just failed that because I just didn't want to study it. Yeah. Not even a bit. And web is the best thing because it's uh, it's the best example because it's yeah. it's not very complicated, so it's an easy thing, but that makes it really hard to study because you feel no purpose yeah, at all. Uh, I had like no passion even in like, yeah. learning uh, web programming. I just yeah. didn't but right like now it. I'm I'm doing some stuff yeah. for fun with web dev, and suddenly I'm starting to learn everything and to understand everything. It's mm-hmm. like, duh, that's how that's how uh, his university <laughs> works, the code thing. Yeah, so I guess it also depends on the uh, on the subject that you're studying because yeah. some subjects may have like more variations, like in computer science. But anyways, let's move on. Sure. Uh, I got another question. Um, so for the interview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically. <laughs> I noticed that your name contains the word work itself. <laughs> and <laughs> that's the introduction to the question. <laughs> but uh, and also clearly, like you're someone who has a special kind of uh, intellectual potential, I feel. And uh, and that's why I was wondering, like, like uh, that's the quote from from the Superman comics. Uh, great power, great responsibility. Fucking Christ, it just makes it so much worse. <laughs> How do you think about using your potential responsibly towards yourself and maybe others? Is that something that you actually think about personally? Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I actually think about it anymore because it's kind of the thing where the, do you, are you guys familiar with stoicism? Yeah. The Roman yeah. philosophy. Yeah. I feel like sort of, First of all, you can never truly know your potential. You know what I mean? Because there's mm-hmm. just too many variables in life that determine what you can be. I, I, so, because, for example, when I was young, I did like judo, like a lot. Well, actually, uh, and would you mind? I, I just do a quick introduction on uh, on, on stoicism. Uh, so, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so just for yeah, listeners who don't know, uh, mm-hmm. Stoicism is like, uh, yeah, Marcus Aurelius was one of the big ones, a uh, Roman emperor, and uh, the idea is uh, is is um, imagine every negative uh, outcome of your life and accept those. Uh, it's like uh, the path is, I mean, the obstacle is the path, so, uh, so uh, accept obstacles as part of your learning and your growth, that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. it's taking like a really strong mentality towards the hardships of life, something like that. Uh, so so yeah what were you what were you saying well the thing that i want to relate stoicism with is just sort of you have to accept your path Mm. right if you're gonna like worry about oh am i fulfilling my maximum potential it's like what are you doing why are you worrying about something you have like no control of what your potential is just Mm -hmm. focus on what is in front of you and maybe to give like an example of this when I was talking about that I did judo when I was like young yeah. and I did, actually did it competitive and in like that competitive world, um, people are very serious about it. But like at a certain age, I just realized like competitive sports are absolute bullshit. You know, there's like no point in doing this. Why don't we all stop doing competitive sports 
and start like obtaining knowledge. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so like one day I just like quit there and mm. I said, yo, I'm just gonna study. And everyone was so mad saying, you're wasting potential. Like you obviously have the talent to like obtain this, um, like get a title or, you know, become really good at it, whatever. But, you know, potential is relative. To them, it was potential yeah. because they cared about a competitive sport, but I saw absolutely no point in a competitive sport, right? Yeah. So, and that's different for everyone. Like, we cannot mm-hmm. comprehend life. It's way too difficult. So I think the only thing you can do is sort of see what is in front of you now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what indeed, may, maybe what opportunity arises or what does my intuition say I should focus on now and yeah. just... Like go to that, focus on that because that's something you can control instead of trying to control yeah. these yeah, yeah, yeah. hidden variables like uh, what is my potential or something. Yeah. So it's it's actually coming to the topic of like the potential, like the um, you know, the inner energy mm-hmm. that that is in physics. So you have the potential for it one thing. Yeah. But you don't really have the you know, the urge or like the interest in that thing. Uh-huh. So even though you do have it, but it's not gonna make you any happy to actually explore the potential to actually use the potential there's different potential so, yeah that it just comes to this uh i guess to this clash <laughs> between of like do you want to be efficient do you want to be do you want to use like your potential to the fullest yeah or do you want to do what you actually enjoy doing or what you really are passionate about yeah maybe you being passionate in something can create more potential than than actually doing what people or others think thought you had potential in right yeah well uh, in physics i mean I, I think in physics like to keep this nerdy and uh, quirky <laughs> In physics, like even with the arrow, you could calculate the potential energy in mm-hmm. in in like an arrow if it hits a single target or if it hit a target that's even further or if you're shooting behind you and killing your brother. <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's about where you're aiming, and mm-hmm. that also holds with life. Uh, I think you're saying, uh, uh, Ray, and and uh, I guess what I was uh, also trying to get at is about when you do find uh, what matters to you and what you find purpose in, mm-hmm. what you think is worth putting your, uh, whatever you have into, um, how do you make sure that you're pu- putting as much as you think you should or as much as you want into something in terms of energy, output, that kind of stuff? Do you worry about that or do you not see a distinction? Like, do you think it's the same thing as what I was saying before? I don't know myself. Well, I guess like this morning I was looking up and read it like, am I overworked or am I just like lazy? You know, <laughs> does that kind of <laughs> describe your question well? Like, you know, you're doubting about enough energy. Maybe I am. <laughs> your long lost brother. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I didn't do university. I finished university at 18, but I have those exact thoughts. Anyways, uh, what were you saying? Sorry, I think it's more like a lot of people have those thoughts, but some people do exploit it like Ray and some people just keep it inside you like you, you dumbass. (laughs) (sighs) But that's the power of the podcast, right? Like Mm -hmm. if someone listens to this and is like, oh, I also have that thought, maybe they like talk about it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's that's the point. Um, that's why the great takes out yes. some hidden yeah. variables. Yeah. yeah, continue. I'm sorry for interrupting. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think about that a lot because although I'm saying this kind of accept the flow, you know, control what you can mm-hmm. control thing, I I still have this tendency of 
optimizing my life sort of where it's you're just yeah indeed you're trying to optimize like every little thing to be more productive or more effective but what i personally found out is i mean you can try to sort of hard like force that onto you you know and um but once you start letting go of it i think you actually become more productive because for example in coding when you have like a um like a very annoying bug and you can sit on it for like 10 hours and be like mm. super frustrated trying to be no i need to finish this by today and then you know it's just like a mess whereas if you take like this nice 30 minute walk break you completely yeah. reset your mind in some cases you just sit back back at your desk and it's like Shit. instantly you fix it yeah. you know what i mean like, so oh my God. what is yeah. really productivity do you really reach that by being super rational and like forcing the stuff onto you saying i must be this responsible adult and i take responsibility i force myself to do things yeah or is it something bigger than that you know mm. like ah yeah that's some that's some real food right. for thought not focusing on the immediate achievement is about seeing the bigger picture of what you're trying to achieve the progress of the whole yeah, thing versus totally. the progress mm -hmm. of this one thing that's in front of you yeah so it's it's actually it's, it's more like a lot of people doing it when when it comes to exam period like uh, i guess to bring another example of what you were trying to say uh, like a lot of people you know stay at home for for during the exam period for a couple of days saying that we're going to study but end up studying like two hours a day but uh, then they just you know they convince themselves that they're actually being as productive as possible by staying at home not doing anything and only working for two hours because if they did go out for like let's say 30 minutes took a walk then it would be like a little bit less from the two hours so they just convince a lot of people do that and i think that could be also kind of harmful for them that that might be one of the reasons of like uh, why they study only two hours and not like let's say three hours mm -hmm. maybe the 30 minutes walk does actually clear your mind and you end up thinking oh well, maybe i'll study for an extra hour yeah maybe i'm more ready to study for an extra hour mm -hmm. i think that's a lot of people Wait, but are you talking about people not taking enough breaks or that they say to themselves i've got to study for this whole day and then they end up procrastinating only actually studying two hours yeah that's the, the procrastination is more like because a lot of people for a lot of people face yeah. that even i do that a lot of times like just force myself to stay at home i'm gonna do it and then end up like working for two hours let's say did you used to get that right <laughs> nah man <laughs> it's not everyone huh? yeah, that's normal that's normal yeah it's it's it's, it's better I, I mean a lot of people I, I think we all need to learn to do that not a lot of us need to actually learn to not yeah. um, think of it as a thing to force yourself on because that, that's what I'm getting from the, from from what you say, at least. So that you need you don't need to like. Yeah, no, I think it's yeah, it's a good example for sure, indeed. Because if you would not say, "Oh, I'll stay at home the whole day," mm -hmm. but you would kind of naturally let that day flow, maybe you'll end up being completely in the zone in the library for five hours straight, and you're like, "I don't even have to study the next day," or mm -hmm. something like that, right? Yeah. Because I've even even like sometimes I feel like when whenever the days like starts and. I don't think about, oh, today I'm going to study this much, but rather I just think about the subject that I'm studying. I actually feel like more motivated to doing it than mm -hmm. when I when I wake up and I'm like, oh, I have five chapters to study, for example, for today. 
Uh-huh. When I just wake yeah. up and by the flow, I'm like, I have an hour free. Um, I might just sit down and just work right now. I'm like, yeah, why not? Let's just go. And like, it actually works. Uh, sometimes works with me. Mm. So I think that's uh, that could be the key for a lot of people to stop procrastinating. Yeah, I think that's also funny because think about like a typical student environment, and there's like an exam period, and maybe you suggest something like, hey, uh, I mean, let's have a drink is maybe a bad example, but let's say, and then everybody's like. No, no, I have to study. Why do people say to themselves, yeah. I have to study, right? Because at the end of the day, it's a choice. You can just say, no, um, screw this. I'm going to fill this exam. So, but by telling yourself, I have to do something, mm-hmm. you close your mind down, right? Yeah. You're getting in this forced mm-hmm. state instead of seeing that it's a choice. And like having a choice is liberating, yeah. right? That yeah. gives energy instead of draining energy. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. that's what you also meant right like if yeah, you exactly create for yourself mm-hmm. this vision of oh i have a choice i can also just like have enjoy my breakfast for an hour mm-hmm. then you create energy yeah yeah and that it's connects well a lot put. to the last interview we did where we talked a lot about the the like the prey and the predator mentality mm-hmm. where we're like yeah saying i have to work is like you're a prey to the responsibilities of your life whereas saying uh mm-hmm. choosing like fuck this uh I'm doing I need it to get I this done. To. I'm gonna do it. Like I, w- I want to get this done because that's gonna make it better. Yeah, it's taking a predator, but also you could just say active role in in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, a lot of what you're saying, uh, <clears throat> uh, Ray, is about is about uh, is about f- creating your own personal story and living it. And that if you do that you're going to feel a lot more embodied in your life. You're going to, and you're going to make a lot more progress a lot faster. Yeah, I think so. Do you, do you guys ever do that? Like sort of daydream about yourself? Oh yeah, a lot. (laughs) Or about my future? (laughs) A lot. (laughs) Yeah, you know, your narrative, you're like, Oh man, all the time. <laughs> I used to do that like a lot before go- coming to university because yeah. I had this like dream of like university in uh, abroad. Yeah. And in in Europe, you're, I'm gonna study in like one of the top universities. I'm gonna be like the genius. And then it came to Tudelf, and then it just died out. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I don't know, <laughs> why am I here? <laughs> do you have ever... Okay, here's a question <laughs> for both of you. Do you ever imagine yourself being interviewed? Uh, and what you would say? I have been, but when I'm like 50, <laughs> I have imagined that me being interviewed. Like yeah, 50. when you're older, yeah. Yeah, but like now, I just never imagine I can be like actually like you know have achieved something worthy to be like interviewed about. Maximum, maybe yeah. the podcast blows up and someone just invites us. Like, oh, today oh, we're gonna maybe, have like, yeah. Nathan uh, and May for for the from the uh, Monday morning motivation. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's one that. of those things. <laughs> but before, except for that, I don't think so. Mm. And what about you, Ray? Yeah, no, for sure. Also, just kind of think about when you're 40 or something, or right, you're the person you envision you want to be, yeah. and then you're in a position to like share and radiate that onto yeah. others. Yeah. And that's a really great feeling to uh, visualize. <laughs> for you, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I totally empathize with what you're saying. Like, at, um, just just being a big philosopher about yourself, your past, your future, everything. Yeah. So you have. Like, and I don't think it's that. narcissistic or something because. At the end of the day, it bothers no one and it only helps you, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's I, not bad, I feel. I think it's a thing. You can make it bad, you can make it good. Yeah. Some I mean reals- realistically, I think sometimes it's bad, sometimes it's good. But uh uh for some people like always it's necessary and uh, and or inevitable and, and that's the case for me, I would say. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I think it just depends on like how you how you put it. Yeah, like because it can turn into ego, but it yeah. can also be a reflection that's realistic and that uh, uh, pulls your bootstraps up. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think maybe indeed it's like a very powerful tool, visualization, and it can either like bring you to your true self and therefore be like super in touch with the universe and everything, mm. or it can like alienate you the maximum from yourself, you know, where you yeah. like someone that knew you as like a child would not recognize you again. And you're super blinded by the subjective reality you have been visualizing for yeah. yourself. Being, and then it's super bad, right? Yeah, like being taken by an ideology. But um Roard, how do you how do you get in touch with the universe? <laughs> <laughs> that was a deep question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, as a Dutch person, it, it sort of used to be weed. Um like I felt like that could really uh, yeah, sort of open your mind on like a nice level and maybe that's just all like placebo right but it was definitely a great tool and now i think actually maybe when you get older you can um get that same level of reflection and um yeah being in touch and all almost this meditative state uh without any external help you know you can just in enforce it on yourself sort of yeah yeah i see what you mean uh, <laughs> well, Wait, was it not okay for me to talk about drugs like on the podcast or something well no no no, it's fine sure. <laughs> of course it's fine okay yeah no, we're we in amsterdam <laughs> who cares yeah but um indeed right yeah 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 i mean it's yeah, completely yeah. fine to 100%. talk about um <laughs> pretty much but um yeah i mean do you, do you think like it's i mean uh i'm trying to get like exactly what you mean and like uh and you're talking about weed some so maybe what you mean is like uh is like having um like shutting off your ego and being able to be really objective about seeing yourself and judging yourself and thinking uh what am i doing what should i be doing uh and and on seeing very clearly like uh what's negative about you what's positive being honestly judgmental is that what you mean yeah yeah for sure um and you can invoke that state in many different ways right like mm -hmm. um some people use sports for that right some people yeah, have like the yeah. clarity moment after sports but like in buddhism like meditation is the most common tool to achieve that um yeah mm -hmm. so everyone can have their own tools for 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 reaching that um yeah. but indeed i think it's about like um stepping like there are two parts of your brain right there's sort of the main narrative like the, the main thread where yeah. all the processes are running, whatever. Yeah. And there's like also something that can still reflect, right? Because if you're super depressed or if you're super yeah. happy, yeah. it's not just that your whole body is like happy or depressed. There's still something that observes mm -hmm. I'm depressed now or yeah. I'm more happy than usual. And like reflecting or getting in touch with your environment in general, mm -hmm. I think it's, yeah, kind of moving the shift towards mm -hmm. that's going mm -hmm. on. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really... I mean, sh first of all, shout out to episode number two because we talk about depression. <laughs> Just <laughs> whoever doesn't <laughs> listen to the podcast, go back and listen to that. <laughs> 
<laughs> of course, just plugging in the episode. And yeah, second of all, yeah, I think that's a lot of that's like something that a lot of students face. A lot of students do face. Like these are these are things like we discussed today. Like a lot of students, maybe even most students face. Uh-huh. Uh, during their study period, like during the time, the, the, year, the years of university. Uh, right. Uh, there, there was a last part of what, we, what you were saying where it kind of cut out because of the connection. Uh, you said that you, you, you get in touch with, uh, you were saying that you were getting in touch with something uh, near the end. Yeah, with your environment or, because like universe is a bit like really spiritual. I, I know like listeners can decide it for themselves, you know, whether they want to say it like that, but yeah. in general, like in touch with your environment. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, I think that's, okay. uh, it, it is kind of important, I guess, for everyone to have just this, this thing, uh, except for astrology. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Some people can still use it in a good way. Fair and true. Actually, for, let's not hate on astrology, at mm. least for people who, whom they're, they're, it makes their lives better. I mean, if, if that's what they like, maybe that's that's, their, that's the key for them, mm-hmm. for for happiness. You know, don't cut out everything. Don't go by the flow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, by the flow, I mean don't <laughs> go by the by the same road of like uh, as everyone is going. Yeah. Society makes you think in a, in a way <laughs> that you don't man. want to. <laughs> yeah. Society. <laughs> but but I'm sorry to tell this, we actually will have to make a second part for this because society still needs a lot of discussions. <laughs> Yeah. There's a lot more to discuss and I actually enjoy like I love this conversation here right now. <laughs> I think it's very um, I think I hope a lot of everyone listening to it is also enjoying it. Yeah. And But we're getting to the 45 minute mark. Exactly. So we will have to make you people wait another two or maybe four weeks until you find out what's two. coming up next. <laughs> we're going to force this radio to post it two weeks after. Do we want to oh, we can do like two uh, two interviews like in a row. Why not? Or like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, or yeah. make the, or make everyone just more intrigued, or ma- make them yeah, like two more more angry yeah. about like why aren't you posting the second part of the yeah. interview, <laughs> please? But anyways, uh, thank you we'll for tuning in this week. Yeah, uh, you'll you'll probably listen in part two in two weeks. Yeah, um, and we'll have Ray again as to continue to continue this discussion because it's not it's not over yet, people. It's, there's a lot more to discover, a lot more to dig into. <laughs> But yeah, thank you a lot for listening. Thank you, Ray, for coming for part one. And see ya everyone in part two. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.